Transfiguration Sunday. Uh, Transfiguration Sunday celebrates the biblical event where Jesus appears, uh, appearance was gloriously transformed on a high mountain in the presence of Peter, James, and John. It's recorded in the Gospels. It highlights Jesus' divine glory and affirms his messianic identity before his crucifixion. This event re relevance today lies in a demonstration of Jesus' divine nature and the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies, offering believers a glimpse of Christ's future glory and hope, because one day the Lord will return. It underscores the importance of listening to Jesus, transforming our understanding of suffering, glory, and journey of faith, encouraging us to reflect in his light in our lives. As we look more at the glory, we will reflect more of the glory. So this transfiguration happened, marks a significant part in Jesus' ministry. It kind of happened in the middle of Jesus' ministry, right? And so um, you could screenshot this. I, I really want to make space for a sermon recap. So in search of real meaning of truth, right? So some of us, we go through epistemic crisis of meaning, middle life crisis what is it all about right and then we, we kind of kind of go back to the basics that it's about the kingdom of god right so in the in the search for real meaning and truth we are invited to climb the mountain and see jesus glory with our own eyes this isn't about just going up to a physical mountain because some of us can't do that right the air is too thick too thin but it's about moving closer to god in our hearts and when we do that we get a special peek of how amazing god's world is and his word is and it's like getting a sneak peek on how everything could be when it's filled with God's light and love. I love it. John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus says, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet believe. We believe with the eyes of faith. So we have an acronym today to help you remember. Excuse me. It's called glory. Somebody say glory. It's glimpse, law and profit, ongoing transformation, revelation, and your engagement or your commitment. So glory isn't merely observed. It's a transformative experience that we carry with us. So let's look at the text. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 through 9. There's two sets of texts we're going to look at, but this will be the first one. Six days Later, after Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. And Peter exclaimed, Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here <laughs> if you want. I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But uh, even as he spoke, man, Peter, stay getting rebuked. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed him. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. That's the whole sermon. We can go home. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face, face down on the ground. And Jesus came over and touched them. Get up. Another touch. We, how many people know we need new touches from the Lord? Get up and don't be afraid. There it goes again. Don't be afraid. Over and over, God tells us, don't be afraid. Fear not. 
Verse 8, and when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone. They saw only Jesus. And they went back down from the mountain. Jesus commanded them, don't tell anyone what you have seen to the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Ooh, can you imagine how their hearts were when he said that and they saw that? So let's look at G, a glimpse of glory. In the text, we see that through Christ's transfiguration, we are given a vision that transcends the physical world. I heard a crazy theory. This is just a theory. Don't get it twisted. But it was crazy. There was This theory is that when Jesus was up there with Elijah, Elijah and Moses, it happened at the same time when they were up there in their narrative. And it was like, a time-breaking moment, and they all saw each other, like like Moses had a mountaintop experience, Elijah had a mountaintop, and Jesus, and, and Yahweh Elohim, God set it up where they all saw each other at the same time, but I don't want to break your brain. So let's look at Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. It says, for we are not making up clever stories, G. Peter says, when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes. And when he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Right? So eternity touches time and offers a glimpse into a divine, eternal narrative. So we, we, right there's a glimpse. And uh, this is a crazy story I want to read you real quick, because I know some of us, we're busy. We haven't really read all this. So uh, Moses went to the mountain. But you know he brought his elders to see God, too. And these people still was like backsliding. It's hard to serve the Lord, fam. Look at Exodus 24, verse 9 through 18. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up the mountain. So it wasn't just Moses. Then they saw the God of Israel. Do you, you read that? Then they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli, as clear as the sky itself. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. In fact, get ready. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. They had supper with God. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. Stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone of which I have ascribed the instructions and commands so you could teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua sent out, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. And Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I am gone, consult with them. And then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. We got inside the cloud. We got to be patient in God's presence. So the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the, the, glory, of the, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. And then Moses disappeared into the clouds. He climbed higher up, up the mountain and he remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. This is an amazing scene. It's amazing how they backslid after seeing eating a meal with God, right? It's hard to serve the Lord. But um, this is a really, that's right, Natalie. That, see, that, Natalie's my sister. Um, and this is why um, we have to understand that we need glimpses of the glory, right? And so every time you go into your prayer closet in the morning, 
be prepared that you might get a microdose of glory, right? We have to have an expect when we come together, right? That's why you have to sing. You have to open your mouth. You can't be just a spectator. You have to be a participator because when we all chip in in our faith, when we all chip in with one voice, one village, with one vision for the glory of the Lord, that's when God shows up. And when he shows up, he shows out. And then that's what gives us that glow. We can flow with the glow. Amen? Bars. All right, let's go to L real quick. Lord, Lord Prophet. Moses and Elijah Moses Elijah presence signifies the fulfillment of the Lord and the prophet in Jesus. Let's look at the other account of the transfiguration, Luke chapter 9, verse 28 through 36. About eight days later, after Jesus took Peter and John and James up to the mountain to pray, and as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, began and began appeared and began talking with Jesus, and they were glorious to see. And they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. And Peter and the others fell asleep. There's a heaviness in the glory of God. You ever try to pray and read the Bible and you get sleepy? There's a, there's, a, there's a weight in the glory, right? And when they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with them. And Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, and Peter, not knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as a memorial, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Can I say there's always a spirit of religion when something comes up? We want to systemize it, ritualize it. Um, verse 34, but even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. And the voice from the cloud said, this is my son, my chosen one, listen to him. And when the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at the time what they had seen. So at the transfiguration, when Jesus was shining bright on the mountain, right, it showed it showed something incredible. It was a fulfillment of the prophecy and the law together. We're gonna go faster. Oh, ongoing transformation. Our lives are a journey of transformation, becoming even more and more like Christ. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, right? Reflect the glory of the Lord, right? We reflect glory. Sometimes when we're having a good time, people are like, yo, what you doing? Who, who there, there used to be a meme. Who got you like that, right? Like, who are you dating? We are transformed to glory to glory, right? It, Romans 12, 2 encourages us to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So we got to remember, he brought these three, disciples with them. And these three became the pillars of the church. Jesus loved everyone. He fed 5,000. He preached to the crowds, but he only trained 70, discipled 12, and really mentored three. His focus grew stronger with fewer people. The three people Jesus mentored were Peter, James, and John. Only Peter, James, and John went up to the Mount of Transfiguration. Only Peter, James, and John were brought to the Garden of Gethsemane. They went a little further to pray with Jesus. Only Peter, James, and John witnessed Peter's mother-in-law being healed. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, this is what Paul writes. James, Peter, and John, who were known as the pillars of the church, recognized the gift God has given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. Right? And so the glimpse of glory builds gravitas and spiritual authority. We have to seek, seek 
ask and knock for this glory consistently and persistently. Because this is what changes people. Our revelation to the disciples, the disciples were awakened to Jesus' divine nature and mission because they kind of might have thought he was socioeconomic at the beginning. And that's like kind of like the pediatrics of Christianity. We just want to change our circumstances, change the people who look like us circumstances, change us three and no more, us four and no more circumstances. We really don't have a, a cosmic, inclusive vision of the kingdom of God. All right, I gotta go faster. And the last thing, I think the last thing I want to say is uh, listen to him, right? When the, when, when the father spoke, I said, listen to him. I love him. Listen to him. Uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, his first miracle, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And this is why we read the red, the words of Jesus, and we pray for the power, right? We listen to the Lord. Uh, even if you take four, four parables, right? And you pray over them and you read them and you read them like one parable every day for a week. Like if you read the parable of the sower every day for a week, right? In different versions. I believe the words receive, grow, and produce will come into your heart and life, right? If you read the parable of the good Samaritan, compassion, action, neighborless, neighbor, neighbor, being a good neighbor. <laughs> the parable of the prodigal son, return, forgive, celebrate. There's a famous Russian author when he died, he made his children go around him and he read the parable of the prodigal son to them because it's such a powerful story, right? Uh, the parable of the talents. I believe you'll get the words invest, multiply, reward. You can lose when you love, listen, and learn from Jesus Christ. And lastly, our response, right? What does it do to us? How do we have a desire to reflect God's glory? How do we have a desire to be pillars like John, uh, Peter, and James? So the two, the sermon in a nutshell, the glory revealed, accounting Jesus on a mountaintop. And some people say that this mountain was the same mountain that um, fallen angels fell in Genesis chapter 6, and Jesus was reclaiming cosmic space, right? Um, and so as we embrace the transformative glory of Jesus, we join not only in our personal change, but we also lock in. There's maybe hundreds of thousands of other churches and Christians listening to a similar sermon. So I believe that we can have like a critical mass spiritual effect, right? If we all leave this space uh, understanding the glory, understanding the fulfillment of scripture, embracing the transformative uh, journey of our lives, I believe that we can begin to collectively move mountains and pray in that awakening and revival and reformation that we've been looking for. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we stay in awe of your glory revealed in that mountain. We ask you to transform us, make us into pillars. Let the light of Christ shine through us, guiding our steps, our feelings, our thoughts, and our actions. Fill our hearts with your love and empower us to reflect your glory in our world. May we carry the mountain's light in every corner of our lives, spreading hope, joy, and your kingdom message wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Let me stop share.